are tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our Black and White Sports 2. Well, we got a bunch of concussion stuff. Fallout from the Tua situation. We got a little mind disagreement between the NFL and the NFLPA on whether or not protocol was actually followed in the entire Tua fiasco. A fiasco that somehow has reached out into the mainstream media. We got an idiot over at MSNBC. John shot a video where she said, oh my God, the league ignored him because he was black, except Tua's like Samoan. Not even black. Um, Wow. Way to do your research, Tiffany Cross. Great work. Um, And, and... We got an issue when it comes to Cameron Brake. That's right. The tight end of the Buccaneers. Because it seems, and that's, you know what? Let's start there. Uh, Because remember, the whole thing was he had a shoulder injury, right? Well, he didn't. He had a head injury. And uh, they have figured out that he has had, he had had and did have a head injury. This came out last night. NFL chief medical officer concedes that Cameron Bright did indeed strike his head on Sunday night. This is Florio. A couple of these are Florio. One of them is NFL.com. Tom Policero. Last night, the concussion protocol seemingly failed last Sunday night to keep Buccaneers tight end Cameron Bright out of action until he was properly checked for a concussion. The league's official position is that a pair of spotters in the booth concluded that Bright was hitting his shoulder. During a Saturday afternoon video conference regarding the changes to the concussion protocol, we will get to that, resulting from the Tua Tonga-Vailoa investigation, the chief medical officer, Alan Seals, was asked about the league's contention that Brake suffered a blow to the shoulder and not the head. Rot row. Quote, I actually agree with you, Seals said, as to the notion that the video shows Brake being struck in the head. Quote, I think there was some contact to the shoulder and head from what I've seen on video. Seals explained that spotters have up to 30 different camera angles available to them. Quote, they look for a lead to, for a blow to the head or something where there's forces transmitted to the head or the neck area, and then they look to see if they believe that that injury behavior is present. If that injury behavior would have indicated concussion protocol or a concussion evaluation should have been done. Uh Uh-oh. He pointed out that there are a number of situations involving blows to the head or neck area in every game that don't exhibit injury behavior. Thus, the spotters don't order a concussion evaluation. Quote, our instructions to them is if, or if they see anything that meets the criteria of injury behavior, that they should call down and initiate concussion protocol. Again, to be conservative in doing so, Dr. Seals, that's sort of our instruction. That's my understanding of what was going on. I wasn't in the booth that night. However, according to the NFL, however, spotters never got to the point in which they asked themselves whether Brake exhibited injury behavior. He did. Yeah, he did. The spotters concluded he was struck in the shoulder, not in the head. Dr. Seals, again, this is the NFL chief medical officer. Dr. Seals agreed that Brait absorbed a blow to the head. (laughs) Okay. Thus, the spotters 
got this wrong. Brayton should have been checked for a concussion at the time when he re-entered the game without evaluation. By the way, he started complaining of concussion symptoms in the locker room at halftime, and then he went into the protocol. Uh, So there you have that. Uh, Now, NFL and NFLPA agree to modify concussion protocols following completion of Tua Tonga-Vailoa investigation. Uh, It should be noted, this starts today. This should start today, according to uh, what I have seen uh, everywhere right now. The NFL and NFL Players Association announced in a joint statement on Saturday that while, quote, the step-by-step process outlined in the concussion protocol was followed, the outcome in this case was not what was intended during Miami's quarterback Tua Tonga-Vailoa's concussion evaluation during Dolphins game against the Bills on September 25th. In response to the investigation, the league's concussion protocol has been modified. The new concussion protocol will be in effect starting this Sunday. Quote, the NFL and the NFLPA announced that the specific change to protocol is that the diagnosis of ataxia has been added to the mandatory, quote, no-go symptoms that determine whether or not a player can re-enter the game. Again, as I did a video the other day, uh, after the Tua incident, uh, where essentially it wasn't caught during the Bills game and then the fallout on that Thursday night game, uh, the, the players that were pulled out of games jumped from 3 to 12 last weekend. Quote, as such, as has been done in previous cases, based on the advice of parties respective to medical experts, the protocol will be modified to enhance the safety of players, the statement read. Specifically, the term ataxia has been added to mandatory no-go symptoms. Ataxia is defined as an abnormality of balance, stability, motor coordination, or dysfunction of speech caused by a neurological issue. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. How the F was that not part of the protocol already? Wow. Let me read that back to you because it literally sounds like a concussion. Abnormality of balance, stability, motor coordination, or dysfunctional speech. Okay. (laughs) Jesus, do you need to see somebody literally walk out on the field and hit somebody in the head with a baseball bat? Oh, that's probably a concussion. (laughs) God. In other words... If a player is diagnosed with ataxia by any club or neutral physician involved in the application of the concussion protocol, he will be prohibited from returning to the game and will receive the follow-up care required by protocol. There is a nice little, uh, a, a nice little checklist. Let's let's look at it. I doubt I'm going through this, but we can look. Uh, sideline survey: Remove helmet. Team physician: UNC perform. Sideline survey, no-go, history of event, concussion sign symptoms, uh, Maddox questions, video review, focus neurological exam, cer- cervical spine, including range of motion, evaluation of speech, observation of GAT, I don't know, eye movements, and uh, preliminary Exam. I don't know. That's awfully small writing, so it is what it is. So, they agree to change the protocol. They add this ataxia to it, which is wild because it sounds like 
how was that not already in there? That's mind-boggling to me, but okay. So, on Thursday night, and this came out uh, after the, the announcement of this protocol change, on Thursday night, the NFL Players Association Executive Committee member Richard Sherman declared the union believes the concussion protocol followed into a Tonga Vailoa situation, so I guess he believed it, it did not happen. Fewer than 48 hours later, the NFL and NFLPA, they remember, they issued a statement. They issued a statement that seems to conflict with this position. The union separately insists, per a source with knowledge of the NFLPA's thinking, that it does not. In the same statement in which the league and union agree that the concussion protocol will be revised moving forward, the NFL and NFLPA agreed that the protocol was followed in the Tua's case. But that, quote, outcome in this case, was not what was intended when the protocol was drafted. Okay, we read that a, a second ago. All right, that, that was Dr. Seals acknowledging that's, that's not where we thought this would go. So basically, then followed the directions on the box for baking a cake, but the end result was not a cake. It essentially means that they didn't follow the directions, and they didn't. From the joint statement regarding the claim by Tua, that his instability was a result of a back injury, quote, they concluded the player's back injury was the cause of his observed instability. However, the team's physician in UNC did not conduct an examination of Mr. Tonga Bailoa's back during the concussion examination, but instead relied on earlier examination conducted by other members of medical staff. As reported on Sunday, the union intended to ask Tua that very question. When you told the doctors it was a back injury, did they examine your back? They didn't. They just took his word for it. Wow. My God, you got to protect the player from himself, too, here. Don't get me wrong. I think the player's got some responsibility in all this, absolutely. Uh, but, look, the player's always going to err on the side of getting back in the game and playing, okay? And who can blame them, right? From the union's perspective, that shows a clear violation of protocol. It's unclear why the NFLPA would agree to a statement that potentially would create an impression that protocol was followed. Per a source with knowledge of the situation, the union absolutely does not agree that protocol was followed, only that boxes were checked and that a meaningful examination was not provided to Tongo Vailoa. The NFL, in a conference call conducted late Saturday afternoon, insisted the protocol was indeed followed. So while the two parties agreed to the language of their joint statement, they seem to agree to disagree on whether protocol was truly followed. Okay, and there's another little tidbit in all this that I can throw in here. When I was when they were talking about this throughout the week on PFT, uh, Sims and Florio, Florio absolutely believes that there is a real chance the league is truly not taking a bullet on Cameron Brake. He believes, he believes that it was completely missed, and because of the Tua situation, in theory, he thinks the league may have covered something up here because they didn't want an immediate shitstorm right after a nationally televised shitstorm. You get my point? Oh, crap. We've got another one where we missed it and we screwed up. Alan Seals come out and said, uh, I mean, you know, Right here, that uh, where was that? Um, uh, he said, he said, I actually agree with you. Um, 
he agreed that the brake absorbed a blow to the head. Thus, the spotters got this one wrong. He exi- he did exhibit injury behavior. I mean, th- there you go. Okay, so uh, that right there tells you, you know, people think people think the league knows that Tampa Bay and their their protocols through the situation screwed up. Okay, and screwed up. Um, not only Tua level because Tua had a second second blow on national TV that caused a lot of issues, but clearly they missed another one. Okay, on a player on a high profile team that Tom Brady plays on, right? Um, Todd Bowles was grilled this week over this, and all I kept saying was, "Look, we didn't know there was a head injury. We didn't. We heard shoulder." And then when, when we got in the locker room at halftime and he started exhibiting actual concussion symptoms, according to him, like, like head issues, then that's when they immediately put him in the pr- protocol. Who knows? But I do know this. The press down in Tampa asked him about this like, it's, I, I swear to God, it seemed like six times in a row. He got asked, and he gave almost the exact same answer every single time. Look, we didn't know it was his head. We thought it was his shoulder. And when we realized it was his head, we put him in the protocol. I kind of understand where Tampa Bay is coming from on this. But the league has also got their head on a swivel right now because they were like, shit, this Tua thing was a public relations disaster. Okay? Disaster. I don't know. It's 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 crazy. Uh, what I do know is I heard around the league from various pundits that they literally know people that have children that watch football and their wives made them turn the TV off the night Tua got hurt. Of course, he was on the field and it looked terrible with his hands all. You know, that's a neurological exp- response he was having. And it looked bad. It did. It was like, oh shit, he's brain he's got brain damage. You know, I mean that's that's what it looked like, okay, at the time. It was pretty shocking. I was like, holy Jesus, what's going on right now? I knew it was neurological. And, you know, at some point those young kids of parents grow up and that would have been the league's players. You get my point. Peace, I'm out. Till next time, Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Make sure you use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word, will get you 25% off. Go get them right now. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.